Hi, you are listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Good morning and welcome to week one of our series, I Give Up. We are so glad that you guys are here today. And um, I believe that God's got a special word for you today. So if you picked your very first Sunday ever to visit this church, God has a word for you today. I believe he's going to speak to you in an incredible way. We're glad you're here today. Um, we're, we're dedicating McKenna today. And she has a whole squad of people here today. We're glad you guys are here today. And Ashley, is that your mom? I'm glad you brought your mom today. I see the resemblance there. I'm glad you brought your mom today. It's always weird when you get older and you invite your mom to church. You know, like, you're like, I hope it's good. I hope it's not one of those weird messages. I hope the pastor doesn't really mess up. Like, I got everything, I got everything riding on this, pastor. So um, I'm going to do my best for you today. And uh, I got to meet Renee today who works for the mouse. We're glad that you are here today. And um, you guys, I'm here today to let you know. I'm really excited about the message. But I really feel like things are opening up a little bit. I don't know. Like, you can go to Disney right now with a mask off of your face if you're outside. Come on, can we put our hands together for that? I think that's awesome. Like, nobody wants to go to Disney 90-degree weather with a mask on. You know what I'm saying? I barely want to go there without a mask. But for sure, 90-degree weather. I'm one of those smart people that have Disney passes, but I got blackout all summer. That just helps me out. I don't have to tell my kids no. It makes me feel better about that. You know what I'm saying? It is just, it is, it is hot in the summer. And I will say this, that everything, it's like it's less traffic because all the international travel is not open back yet. And all of our friends that visit, it's a, such a huge, huge place where people come. But I feel like it's going to get, it's getting better. Um, Diana, last week you did an incredible, incredible job. Can we put our hands together for Diana? That words you brought last week. Don't cheer too hard. Don't cheer too hard. I'm up here right in front of me. Um, one of the things I'm excited um, that, that Dinah said last week is that we're launching a thing called Sisterhood. And, um, and I hope that you'll come to it. And so you, there's cards in the back and you've seen it on, on our social media and you've seen it all around. But we hope, ladies, you will come to our first ever Sisterhood night. I believe God's going to do something really, really incredible on that night. And I know that you do not want to miss that event. So please, 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 please show up and go to Hope Winter Garden. Dot com, click on events, and all the information is there. We want to make sure that you're there secretly. I wish I was invited, you know what I'm saying? I wish I was a sister, you know, but I am a brother, you know, double brother, you know. I'm like a brother and I'm a brother. So um, I, I wish I could go. Secondly, um, if, you're, if you haven't signed up for our meal packing next week, it's going to be right in here, literally right in here next Saturday. And there's going to be plenty of spacing um, going to happen out here. And, but we partner with, um, with a couple of organizations where we, where we feed people all across the city and really the nation. And, and we feed people even around the world with partners um, in, in Kenya and in India and all over the place. But next week we're packing meals right here. And those meals will all stay local. We're going to package 10,000 meals next weekend right here. So we want to invite you. You do have to register for that. So go to hopewintergarden.com. Uh, click on events and you can click on uh, meal packing and we'd love to have you. I would really like about, um, we're almost to the number. So if you're like, I'm going to sign up, like now's the time to sign up. Between, by the time we get out of this service and next service, um, we'll be completely filled up. And you're like, oh, I really wish I could go and we'll have to turn you away. It just feels good turning people away sometimes. Like, yeah, we can't, we're maxed out. It feels good. So, um, so that's next week. But today we're going to start a, a brand new series called I Give Up. I give up. And um, I am in a season right now in my life where I believe that God's preparing me for more. And he has me taking things out of my life, cutting these things out of my life that don't need to be there so that I can be and do what he wants me to do. And so I'm really believing that God's going to use this series uh, for us. I, I, you guys know I, I got off social media about 
Um, Tuesday will be four weeks. I'll be back on it on Tuesday. But I got off of a thir- I went on for, off of it for 30 days. I really felt like God was saying, hey, take a break. And when I did that, God started speaking to me and he's put some things on my heart for, the, for, the, for our church. And I think it's for you, but it, it really was for me. It really was. He's really been speaking to me in, in, a, in, in, a, in, a, in a great way. And I'm, I'm thankful for that because I really want him to be speaking to me. I never want to be. I never want to be at a church where I'm leading and serving people. And like, oh man, they're getting words, but I'm not. I'm not getting a word. I, I want to give you a word, but I want to make sure God has given me a word to give, to give our church. And so, one of the things that uh, the the day one uh, of that taking that break, really, God's been impressed on my heart. Isaiah chapter forty, verse thirty-one. But I want to read to you Isaiah chapter forty, verse twenty-nine through thirty-one this morning, so you can kind of get some context uh, this morning for where God's been putting me at and where God's been speaking to me. Isaiah chapter, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29, the Bible says is that God gives power to the weak. He gives strength to the powerless. Now, that's essential for you and I. Like, talk about an essential worker. Like, that's an essential work that God needs to do in our life because there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people who are weak and there are a lot of people who are powerless, but God said, I got something for that. I got something for the weak people. I got something for the powerless people. And that's in here today. If you've ever felt weak before, if you've ever felt weak before, you're in good company because God wants to give you some strength. If you ever felt powerless before, you're in good place because God wants to give you some power and he wants to give you some strength. Verse 30 says this. I don't care how young you are. The Bible says this. Even youth, even young people, they become tired and they become weak and tired. And young men, they will fall in exhaustion. And exhaustion is plaguing our country today. We've maxed out every, we've maxed out our finances. And what I'm realizing now is that we're maxing out our time as well. And we're not doing that well. One of the most forgotten things that God has put in this place for us to be in our, in our system, in our rhythm, is one of the things that God's put in our life is, is, is Sabbath. He put that there for you and he put that for me. And, and, and honestly, I think this, it used to be back in the day, like, like pastors don't talk about finances. Don't talk about finances. People don't like talking about finances. But I can stand confidently at this church and, and God's blessed our church. I can talk about, you guys would rather me talk about finances and probably most churches in America than talking about Sabbath. You're like, yo, I ain't slowing down. Everyone's got a side hustle. We feel like side hustles are the way to go. That's the norm. You got to have a side hustle. You got to have a side hustle. And you don't see side hustle in scripture. Well, that, that's easy for you to say. Like, I, I, I don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I think you got to take care of your family and all those things. But we've maximized all the things that we could possibly have. And so it's like, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And like, yeah, yeah. And it's almost become a, 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 um, a badge of honor if you have a side hustle or multiple side hustles. I was talking to a lady yesterday and she said, um, oh, an, and used to be a commissioner in our, in our area, and she just said, oh, well, my whole life I've had a side hustle. And I said, in my mind, I said, your whole life you've been tired, haven't you? <laughs> and she said, man, I'll be glad one day when it's over. I'm like, no, it, you, it could be over now if you wanted to be. It could be over now. So he says, even the young people, they get weak and they get tired, and young men, they fall in exhaustion. But I love this verse. This is the verse that God's pressed on my heart that I want you to memorize over the next four weeks. The Bible says this, three weeks. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 21. But those, anybody in this place... Anybody in this room who trusts in God, anybody who trusts in God, anybody, those who trust in God, they can find new strength. And I, don't, I, I know for me that God wants me to have a new strength in this season. He doesn't want me to have an old, an old strength. He doesn't want me to have average strength. He doesn't want me to have a mediocre. He wants me to have a new strength. And we have a God of new mercies every single day. And one of the mercies that he gives us is new strength every single day. He wants you to have that for the next season. For where you're headed at, you need to have some new strength. To get through what you're going through, you need, you need, some, you need some, new, some new strength. The Bible says those people who trust in God, the God will give them new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. Now all my Eagles fans, they said God put that there for them. 
And I don't believe that's true, but I'm just saying it's there. Eagles came a lot longer. <laughs> but the Bible says that those people who have new strength, they trust in God. They have new strength. They soar high on wings like eagles. I believe that God, for some of you guys in this next season, he wants to take you to a new level. He, I believe with all my heart, he wants to take you. Some of you guys, you've been, you've been going up and to the right. Like you, things have been tracking in a good direction. But I believe where God wants to take you is a whole new level. You're going to need new strength. But you'll never have new strength unless you trust on God. And you'll never go to the next level unless you trust in God. The Bible says this, those people, they will run and they will not grow weary. Some of you guys are going to need new endurance for the next season. I'm so tired, Pastor Wes. God can give you a new endurance. You may have to slow down some things, sure. Now, I'm not going to tell you what to cut out of your life today. I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to do that for you over the next three weeks. Because I don't want you to say, I don't like that church. Pastor Wes makes me, Pastor Wes told me to quit my side hustle. I ain't telling you to do nothing. I ain't telling you to give more. I'm not telling you to be a better husband. I'm not telling you to be a better wife. That's, that's the Lord telling you to do that. I'm not telling you to be a better mom and dad and be more present with your family. I'm not telling you to do that. God's telling you. God's telling you to do that. So I'll let you wrestle with God with that. But I don't know about you, but I feel like in seasons past, it's really easy for me to, to, to run and, and get weary. This guy in the front row has been begging me to ride a little bicycle seat for 26 miles. It'd be like sitting on, let me fold it in half. <laughs> I just can't, just sitting on this for 26 miles. And I was talking to a guy the other day, I said, yeah, my friend over there, he, I, so I went one time, I went one time. You need, there's people in our church that want to ride with you. I'm <laughs> not one of them. <laughs> I feel like this is therapeutic. I feel like he won't be like, eh, that was offensive. If you say it like behind God's word, it makes it okay. <clears throat> the guy said to me the other day, he's like, well, do you have biker shorts? I said, I know you would expect a guy with skinny jeans on to have biker shorts, but I ain't got biker shorts. <laughs> I could see, I'm not wearing biker shorts. You ain't, you ain't seeing this guy just, my, I, I got credibility in my house. My kids see me walk out with, and if you got them, I'm not mad at you. I'm not pointing fingers, we don't do that here. But I'm just not like, hey babe, I'm going for a bike ride with the guys. I'm <laughs> just not doing it. Like if Dinah told me to put on bike shorts, I'll put them on. But if some dude says, hey, put these on, I'm not putting bike, I'm not doing it. So I get tired. We went one time. We went 26 miles. And the guy that sent me yesterday, well, you got to get the biker shorts. I'm like, I'm not getting the biker shorts. There's a lot of things that could happen. He's like, well, you, you, put, you can put your regular shorts over them. I'm like, we're getting somewhere. We are getting somewhere. But, man, I, I said, yeah, dude, you wore me out. Like I, I think you should have took me like on a five-mile ride, like a 10-mile 10 10, 10 rider. Or a 15-minute ride. I, I realized this the other day. I, I ran a full marathon once. I don't know if it will ever happen again, but I, I ran it once. I would much rather go run for six hours and do a full marathon than get on a bike. Than to get on a little bicycle seat <laughs> for 26 miles. We're going to get something out of this message today. I promise you that. So the question you have to ask yourself, if the Bible says if you'll get new strength, you'll get new energy, you'll get all the things that come with this verse... The question is, goes back to you, you have to ask you, that all comes, all that's, all that's, the thing that precedes that is the, this question, do you really trust in God? If you really trust in God, then you will have all these things, the new strength, the new endurance, the new height, you will have all those things. Do you trust in God? I realize this, I wrote down in my notes that the word trust is a lot like the word weight. If you will, the weight will reveal whether or not you trust in God. Do you really trust in God? So this series really is all about this idea of two phrases I give up is really all about giving God full control. Does God really have full control of your life? I really, I really feel like in our world today, we've convinced ourselves of some things that they're really not true. 
I'm reading a book right now with our team called Winning the War in Your Mind. That we've, 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 our team has gathered the fact that if we can change our mind, then we can change our life. Man, what your mind, what your mind tells you. Like what, I mean, this is the battleground. Uh, Craig Rochelle says this, that we have to, you remember that, you remember that thumb war, you, 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 know, I, you know, I declare thumb war, you know, you remember that? Like we have to have that war inside of our mind. And if we can win that war in our mind, then we can win the war in our life. The Bible says, or this series really is all about giving God full control. Here's the second thing. I give up is really all about allowing God to have what belongs to him. I don't know about you guys in here today, but I don't want to keep anything that belongs to God. That's called stealing. <laughs> I'm okay with stealing with anybody except from God. <laughs> I'm kidding. You should never steal. Some of you guys are like, cool, man, this is my kind of guy. I like this guy. He's, he's good. It's like, that's right, he's talking to, he's talking about, the, he's talking about the government right now. Let's take, you know, like, stick it to him. You know, like, I'm not like, I believe that God tells us, he give it up, it's really all about allowing God to have what belongs to him. I don't know about you, but I want God to have everything that belongs to him. I don't want to keep nothing back. My kids belong to God. They're his. He gave them to me. My finances, they belong to God. He let me steward them for just a little bit. My mind, I want to steward my mind. I want to steward my body. I want to steward my mental, my physical, my spiritual. I want to steward that well. And when I steward that well, I believe that I can have all that God has for me, which is new strength, new levels, new endurance. And I want those things. I want to show you a scripture real, real quickly in Acts chapter 5, uh, verse 1 through 11, of a story of a man and a woman, a couple, who ran out of strength, who, who decided that they didn't want to give up. They wanted to keep full control of their self. And they want to keep, keep full control of all the things that belong to God. Acts chapter 5, verse 1, the Bible says there was a certain man named Ananias. Now that's, that's clarity for you. God's a clear God. With a name, with a name, a name like Anna, you would need to know, God, God needed to clarify that that was the guy. Because the wife's name is, is Sapphira. You know that wasn't a guy. You know that wasn't a guy's name. But if, Sapphira, you know, but if it was a guy's name, he rides bicycles. Leggings on, tights on. Verse 2 says this, that he, he brought part of the money to the apostles claiming it was the full amount. He sold some property, I'm sorry, he, brought, he sold some property. And then he brought part of the money to the apostles claiming it was the full amount. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. He's like, this is everything we made from this, this, this land deal, this investment. Here it is. Verse 3 says, then Peter said to Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? That's a weird, that's a weird question. You lied to the Holy Spirit. Again, you don't want to lie to the Holy Spirit. You don't want to steal from the Holy Spirit. You kept some of the money for yourself. Now, here's the cool thing. Here's what the Bible says. Here's, here's what's cool about your life. Again, I don't have to tell you what to do. God will tell you what to do. And when he tells you what to do, you should do that. You should be obedient. Like Diana talked about last week. Verse 4 says this. The property was yours to sell or not to sell. As you wish. You can do whatever you want with your life. You can do whatever, whatever you want. He says, and after selling it, the money was all yours to give away. Why would you do such a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but you were lying to God. Like, you didn't have to give us all. You didn't have to sell it. And you don't have to bring all of it. But you did, and you said this is it. So verse 5 says, as soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and he died. I mean, I wouldn't steal from God. <laughs> he just dropped down, boom, like that. So as soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and he died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. Like that's a powerful sermon illustration. Yeah, Jesus killed somebody yesterday because he stole from him. Like that's like, I don't know if it gets more clear than that. So he drops that bomb on him. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. Then some young men got up. They wrapped him in a sheet. They took him out and they buried him. Quickest funeral preparation ever. 
Verse 7, about three hours later, his wife came in. She was probably at Old Navy. Yesterday's Dinah said to me, hey, can we run to Old Navy real quick? Like, I was down until you got to real quick. Like, I was sold, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then she's like, I have coupons and points and, st- and bucks and cash bucks. I'm like, I-, I think she got paid to go yesterday. I don't know. She had all the things. Well, it wasn't, tw- it wasn't real. It, wasn't, it was real, but it was not quick. <laughs> and um, three hours later, she's shopping. She comes back. Or maybe she was waiting outside of Walmart for her grocery pickup. Diane said, just pull in real quick. They'll come right out. That's what she said. Just, just pull in real quick. They'll come right out. How, why, where are they at? Like, wh- why didn't they come out really quick? They're like crying. They're not here. Three hours later, his wife came in not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, was this the price you and your husband received for your land? Yeah, she replied. That was the price. And Peter said, how, how could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? Now she's like, what's going on? The young men who buried your husband are just outside the door, and they will carry you out too. <laughs> this is like the worst message ever. Like, honestly, like, I didn't think this through all the way. <laughs> I'm kidding. And then verse 10 says this. Instantly she fell to the floor and died. When the young men came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out, and they buried her beside her husband. Great fear gripped the entire church, everyone else who heard what had happened. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. <laughs> like, I mean, could you imagine, like, you're... The guys, they're going to wrap you up. They're going to take you out, and, and you're, you're, you're going to die too. Like, boom, you're gone. A story of two, a man and a woman, who both got to the place in life where they just like, we're going to keep this stuff. This is our stuff. We want what we want, and we want it now. We're going to keep these things. We, we deserve these things. We want these things. They're, they're mine. And I would, what, I would suggest to you today that nothing that we have belongs to us, including ourselves. The Bible said that Jesus actually died on the cross. He was crucified, buried and rose again. For your sins and my sins, you, the Bible says you were bought with a price. You, you, you were a high price for God. I believe the days that we are living in require a new strength. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 29, the Bible says that he gives power to the weak and he gives strength to the powerless. We need that. Old Ananias and Sapphira, they needed some new strength. They, were, they, they, got, they got weary, the Bible says, don't get weary in doing the right thing. They got weary in doing the right thing. I don't know about you, but I'll be honest with you today. I know I'm the guy with the microphone, but sometimes I get weary doing the right thing. I told Diana during the pandemic, I watched people, I, 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 when the pizza guy delivered the pizza one day, I was fantasizing during the pandemic about being a pizza delivery guy. I was like, you know what, I can do that. Like, because dealing with people all day, every day, is awesome, I love it. But this is a whole nother level. I go to the restaurant, sit down. I, I could just, I, I already say my pleasure. I could say my pleasure all day, every day. I got that. I could nail that job. Walmart greeter. Come on in. Take whatever you want. You know. You know, I'm just like, I could, there's some jobs I've wanted during the pandemic. Then to, then to lead. Then to serve people. I, there, I, I wanted that because I, I got weary. I, and I needed some new I need some new strength. Well, I found this scripture, and God tells me in this word, Isaiah 40, 29, he gives power, and he gives to the weak, and he gives strength to the powerless. And I'm here today to say I give up, God. I just don't want to be, I don't want to work on my own power. Diane texted me last week. She's like, I'm really just, I'm, I'm really just, I need to be stronger. And I just want to suggest to you today that being stronger doesn't work. I said, you don't need to be stronger. You need to worship. Listen to this song. That's how I talk to my wife. It's scary, but that's how I talk to her. We don't need more strength. God does not need more strong, God's not looking for more strong people. Just so you know, he's looking for more weak people who are available. 
Some more people say, God, I'll give up. I'm powerless. Isaiah, Psalm chapter 121 says this, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and he made, and he made the earth. Underneath your seat, grab down there. You got a flag on, underneath your seat. Go ahead and grab that flag. While you grab yours, I'll grab mine. This is where I'm at. If you've ever been in war, Justin, I haven't, but I've, I've read about it. You've told me about it. <clears throat> you, you know what happens when, when they surrender, it's this. And they raise the white flag. And I would suggest to you today that some of you guys got to say to you, you need to wait, you, you need to give up. Like your strength, the Bible says it actually can be made perfect when you realize that you are weak. You need to give up. Like you need to realize like, God, I cannot do this on my own. I need more, I need greater strength. God wants to give you greater Greater strength. I want to give you two things I think are important today. God wants to give you the strength that you need to destroy what's destroying you. Some of y'all getting your bottom kicked. You're like, I got this. I'm strong. You're using your flag. You're, like, you're laying down. You're doing push-ups. You've got your flag. I'm getting going to get stronger. You're like, I'm in the Lord's. Like, you're like making up stuff at this point. And God's saying to you, I want you to surrender. And if you surrender and you give up, I can give you new strength. To destroy what's destroying you. Some of you guys right now, your anxiety is killing you. You have more strength than you actually think you do. You have the power and the blood of Jesus Christ on your side. If that doesn't give you strength, nothing else will. Yesterday I was talking to someone and she was like, I really do want to learn how to shoot my gun. I want to take this concealed weapons permit class. I'm like, God's not going to teach you how to shoot your gun. I know because I have a concealed weapons permit. She goes, what do I need to do? I say, you just need Justin McGee. It's simple. To some of our local gun carrying, you need a redneck, you know, like. Not, not that you're a redneck. You're a city guy from California. But you, you, I was thinking like Josh. You need a Josh McMillan in your life. These guys got, they, these guys got, they, they have plenty of stuff to show you what you need to do with that. Like they can help you. Like they, you need, you need that. And we're like, I'm going to get stronger. I got a plan. I can do this. Whenever the thing came out the other day, um, the the with with the, the gas thing going down, and um, like oh we're so worried. I'm like by the way, there's still plenty of gas at Wawa. That's free information for you. We it, oh it's gonna be scary, you know. When it gets scary, I'm like I'm gonna carry more. I'm gonna carry more. Like God wants to give you new strength to to destroy what's just been trying to destroy you. To for you to combat what's discouraging you. For you to combat what's just distracting you. Like, God wants to give you this. You, you have more power than you think in here today. People walk in here like, man, I just don't think I'm going to make it through. I want to let you know if you give up today, God will give you the strength that you need to destroy what is destroying you. Here's the second thing. God wants to give you the strength that you need to pursue the one who is pursuing you. Hey, I want to let you know today, you're here today because God's pursuing you. He's pursuing you. Gabe reminds me all the time, it's so cool to me to know that God works Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, all week long to get people prepared to walk into church on Sunday morning. God works six, God works six days a week to get you here on, on day seven. And the, obviously the, op, the enemy does the opposite. He's working on you the whole entire way, all week long, distracting you, flat tires, all the things that he's trying to get you to do. I, I invited a friend yesterday to church and I, I, so many people, they don't come to church because they think they don't belong at church. 
want to let you know today, you belong here. Because when you get here, God wants to give you something that's going to allow you to go after the enemy. That's going to allow you to, to, to defeat him. Some of you guys need to declare war today on the devil. But you need to go to God today and say, I surrender, God. Like, I, I, I can't do this on my own no more, God. I'm completely committed, God. I'm completely sold out, God. I want whatever you want, God, that's what I want. I give up, God. I believe a lot of you guys here today, you're saved. But can I ask you a question today? Are you surrendered? I believe a lot of us here today, like, we believe in Christ. But are you crucified with him? Because the Bible says we should be crucified with him. I believe a lot of you guys in here today, you can, you can connect with the death, burial, and resurrection. But are you walking every single day, denying yourself, carrying your cross, and following after Jesus? Are you surrendered? Let's give up today. I want to invite you all across the way to your stand to your feet. As you're standing to your feet, would you bow your head and close your eyes for just a moment? I believe some of you guys are in here today, and the first step of surrender for you today is to invite Jesus to be the Lord of your life. There are people in here today, you've never invited Christ to be your Savior. You need Jesus to save you of all your sins. Only He can do that. So if you're here today, say, Wes, I, I, I have no idea what, what the flagging's about, but I want to be saved. The Bible tells in this room in here today, all of you all in here today, including myself, we've all sinned. Every single one of us. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says this, we're all sinners. The bad news about the sin is, is that there's a penalty for the sin. It's death. It's complete separation from God. It's an, it's, it's an eternity and a real place called hell. That's the bad news. But the good news, the Bible says in Romans chapter 5 verse 8, that even though we were sinners, and even though there was a death penalty for our life, God died for you, He died for me. He died for you, and He died for me. And he says, whoever will believe on that, whoever will believe that he died on the cross for their sins, whoever will believe that he rose again, whoever will believe that he lives and rules victoriously, whoever believes that can have everlasting life with Jesus. Complete connection with the Heavenly Father. You can have that today. I'd hate for you to walk in today with just, and leave today with just a flag when you can leave today with salvation. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.